0: Hello, it's Cliff here with some very sad news. Um, As some of you will have heard, our former fellow devil, Phil Gerard, tragically died last weekend from cancer. Um, This podcast is a special celebration of his time on Devil Times Five, and we hope you'll enjoy reliving some of his finest, funniest moments. Now, not only was Phil a contributor to the show, but he was a mate too. In fact, he's the first friend of mine to ever have gone and died, the inconsiderate git. And Brian is able to say the same thing too. Um, so I don't have any other deaths to compare his with but it's certainly quite a thing when your friend who's died was notable enough in life for their death to make the national news Uh, it meant I got to spend the day reading dozens of lovely tributes many from mutual friends who are properly famous like comedians Angela Barnes and Ramesh Ranganathan both of whom feel regularly supported on tour I think that if my death makes the national news it will be for wholly negative reasons (laughs) um phil leaves behind his lovely wife beck a chihuahua called bert who's one of the few dogs i've ever particularly liked and a cat i only ever saw on skype Um, he also leaves a huge hole in brighton's comedy scene and at the end of this special episode you'll get to hear his last ever live performance in a specially written set about his lifelong love of horror films Phil Jarrod was, of course, instrumental in helping to transform Devil Times Five from a horror podcast with some laughs in it to what we describe these days as a comedy podcast about horror movies. And the original plan to do 60 episodes and then stop has gone out the window because I find it just as entertaining to record as I hope you find it to listen to. And Phil did a lot to set the tone for the way that we approach the show today, as you're about to hear, because I've put together 23 minutes of the greatest Phil Jarrod moments from his first stretch on the podcast – uh, which was January twenty eighteen to January twenty nineteen, and as always, we begin with some highs and lows. Starting with a Hollywood classic from nineteen
1: ninety two. I rewatched Bram Stoker's Dracula. He goes out in the daytime and basically just uh, he he sort of um, he does that thing that blokes do of just. Um... Uh, annoying women on the street. Like, he just annoys for ages and ages and ages. And she goes, no, sir. No, thank you, sir. No, sir. Go this way. I have a husband, sir. Uh, and then after about 15 minutes, she goes, all ah, right, we can nab for shag. It's, <laughs> he's really out it's of Because he's really
2: convincing. He's really, he's all like, you look like my dead wife from many times ago. Which works yeah. on me in, like in the street.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I wonder how many people he walked up into the street and claimed that they look like his dead wife. <laughs> you look like my met dead this wife. This
2: girl on the Tinder, she looks like my dead wife. <laughs> Sorry, that's, <laughs> that's really it's, bad. He's, he's
3: starting to sound like Super Mario now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's-a me, Dracula!
1: <laughs> Welcome to my home. Have you met my dead wife? <laughs> we, um... I know, I'm just going to tell you this, but when, when we were going to write a sitcom once called My Dead Wife, which was like, um, <laughs> it was going to be, it was going to be like, um, it was going to be like I Dream of Jeannie or those you know, things where like, he would be like, oh my God, the boss is coming round for dinner. I hope my dead wife doesn't spoil anything. <laughs> and she was sort of like, his dead wife would be embarrassing at the at, at the CEO's dinner. Anyway. Was um, he low? I haven't. Well, I was going to say I haven't really got a low this month. Um, but then uh, you were, started mentioning the cabin in the woods, didn't you? So fuck it. Oh. I'm going to have the cabin in the woods. No, because I hated that film. Yay. <laughs> What's wrong with Devoid you? Devoid of joy. <laughs> I'm full of joy, but it was so smug, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it really? so smug? No, that's and, it. no so I, I really like. I quite like meta horror films as well. Like, I even like, yeah. Jesus Christ, The, the New Nightmare. Um, yeah. I quite like meta in it, but it's just so like, man, look what we did and you didn't <laughs> see it coming.
2: <laughs>
1: I oh, not fuck yourself, Cabin in the Woods.
2: I, really wish that was the fact- d- I hope that's the director's commentary is just that for an hour. Sure. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, got you again. Is it Josh, Josh Whedon? Has- yes. Yeah, yeah. It was Josh Whedon, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. he's quite yeah, smug-
1: you know, they've got the don't big don't. board at the don't side and they've got all the different ways you can die from all the different. Oh, that's fantastic. That's such a lovely little. No, it it's, great. Oh,
2: <laughs> no, it's,
1: not it's good. It's built for people to pause and go, oh, did you pause? Did you read it? What? And all the rest of that. out so, like, I bloody nah, did pause nah, nah, nah. I had a great time with it. <laughs> well, we did. We've been to college. So, yeah, I have that cabin in the woods.
2: Did yeah, you not. Did. The,
1: Cliff, are you the only person who's on my side? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I
2: I quite like it. I don't think it's amazing.
1: (laughs) Reassess your lifestyle
3: choices.
2: (laughs) Sarah? My low is going to be a film called Cold Moon, um, which is about as exciting as the title suggests, about a killer in a small town, except you immediately know who the killer is because it's the only suspect, and they also explicitly tell you about half an hour in. And um, then it's just... The killer wandering around being haunted by the people he's killed, including in one scene, a little girl riding an invisible bike, which was wow. something, but not <laughs> something good. You mean you can see her, but you can't yes. see the bike?
1: that sounds that <laughs> does sound
2: terrifying to be fair uh, yeah I and mean, it wasn't <laughs> it was just kind of ludicrous like no um. Sarah actually
3: called me into the room when that happened she said you've got to see this bullshit and I was like, <laughs> was like wow <laughs> like in a,
1: horror, in a horror film like like an invisible person riding a bike is scary isn't it it's like you know if you see like, like a trike it's, yeah. it's on its own and it's riding through but not just the kid <laughs> Yeah, it's like inverse it's like, shining. Oh God, like, what's she riding? Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, dear. I think I might watch that if <laughs> in the road. It was so awful. <laughs> <beautiful. laughs>
2: also, if it's oh, a little God, girl, does their bike have loads of like flags and kind of little beads on the spokes? I stuff? mean, Can you see you'd you'd never know. It's the you'd thing we don't know.
1: know, it's an invisible bike. It could be anything. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a small horse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A small, very thin horse. But you have to pedal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a very specific phobia they're going for. though. Yeah. If you're scared of very thin, very small horses that but you, you have can't to pedal. pick out,
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Then this film is going to shit. you up. <laughs> Um, I suppose my low uh, was, I don't know if it's not really a horror film, but I really disliked Shape of Water. Like, I don't think anybody's really, really saw Amelie and thought, do you know what I'd really like if somebody had sex with a fish?
2: (laughs) Well, I've been on the internet recently. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because that is what it is, isn't it? It's Amelie, but with lizard sex. Which, I mean, now you say it like that. (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't sound too bad.
2: There was a post um, on the internet somewhere about a guy who fucked a dolphin, and his yes. main complaint about yeah. So I've not seen it, but does it live Wait, up to dolphin fucking? Sorry, what was so his main complaint? that yeah, story
1: right.
2: <laughs> 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 Turned out it was uh
1: oh anyway. Sorry, okay, moving on. <laughs> um So he he did actually have sex with a dolphin.
2: Yeah, and there was a man recently who had sex with a clam, and then he got a big old infection from his... Uh, Did he
1: have sex with a clam, though, or was he just unlucky enough to have a clam close on his dick? I mean, I, I know, know, know that he it's... Went... A... <laughs> do you think he went into the water not expecting to have sex with a clam, and, and then, then he just caught my... his eye? Yeah, exactly. Like,
2: why, why the hell not?
1: I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> I, I, I've never found you guys sexy before, but you've got something... Your, this is the way your shell glistens. Seventeenth yeah. clam from the left. So
0: they were highs and lows. Now it's time to get really high. I'm talking space man. <laughs>
2: Doom, you wanted to talk about Brianie? Yeah, Doom. Shit, I love it. It's bad, but it's got. I'll watch anything The Rocking because I bloody love The Rock. Um, I like The Rock. No, I like yeah, the he's the rock. a good man. We he's a like good man. Rock. I don't like <laughs> The Rock. What? Well, and you not like The Rock. What's sure, wrong with The
0: so, Rock? I have now s- seen a film with The Rock in and, and, in pitch black, a film with Vin Diesel in and they're both fucking awful and <laughs> oh, now I can't I'm, even go around saying I've never even seen a Dwayne Johnson or Vin Diesel film. <laughs> right, I have. You haven't
2: lived until you've watched Fast and Furious 6. It's a great film. In <laughs> seven, in seven he chases, uh, no, he races a submarine. It's bloody brilliant. Um... Big fan
3: of Quick like livid. I like five out uh, uh, the post. Oh, shut up about and Fast and Furious. <laughs> furious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no! The I could talk show. about Fast and Furious. It's my horror podcast. Stop, horror.
1: Stop talking about Fast and Furious. <laughs> 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 I set up a horror podcast with my friends so I can talk about horror.
2: <laughs> I'll put up this Stop sign. Stop talking said about no the Fast and, and, furious. <laughs> and
4: furious.
2: This is my plan when I joined. Stop I thought, talking about my medals. Uh, I like pitch black.
1: I want to I talk like- about a film where a woman has sex with a squid. <laughs> Stop <Start> talking.
0: <laughs> the problem I've had with this month's fucking theme is I've never been interested in space or planets or anything like that, right? I mean, I on that. I was more interested in dinosaurs when I was a boy, if you must know, right? So I've never really been into sci-fi. I- <laughs> Um, actually in my day job one of my one of my clients is, is a former famous astronaut she, um, and um, you know, she's lovely nothing against her when I see her do, do I ask her about her experiences no because I'm not fucking interested right in that and as for Commander Chris Hadfield I wish he would just shut the oh, fuck up for one minute about having gone into space we'll Chris know Hadfield he's been there this. stop fucking going on about it no. right I don't like yeah. sci-fi. Chris,
1: Chris, who's Chris Hadfield? Chris Hadfield's like... That a it's that prick who played life, life on
0: Mars when he was in Space Shuttle or something. Did the Space the, Oddity cover. That's yeah. the one
1: but he's, he's been to oh he can fuck so far he's, off He's he's been to yeah. space three times there is no distance him and Tim Peake can't fuck off to no I love them both I, I've, I go to
3: see him like do talks and stuff I, I love them I love astronauts I,
1: if I have I to I see Tim Peake. Peake do a somersault in <laughs> space was it once wasn't you that went more? to see Tim
0: Peake by mistake thinking it was Chris uh, <laughs> Hullfield yeah 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 <laughs> 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 and didn't realize I didn't realise till halfway through when he was like really? Really he did this funny. <laughs> A few years ago, uh,
3: my wife and I went to see Tim Peake. We both came out at the end just going sure he had a moustache. That's a really weird <laughs> thing to have a moustache tonight. And then we both realised that we'd both confused him with Chris Hadfield.
2: You went through the whole talk and didn't realise. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. The whole talk. It was, it's completely different. <laughs> and he didn't do the song. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet he does as well. I bet I bet when Chris Hadfield does talk, yeah. I bet he does the song. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, I'm going I'm to see, him, as well, uh, I'm gonna see him in June
3: yeah. do a, a whole night of musical stuff. A
0: whole night in musical stuff.
3: Are you serious? Yeah, 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 seriously. Yes, yes.
2: Space Oddity's only about four minutes long. What's he going to do the rest of the time? Space Oddity's about he eight does minutes He's like, well,
3: um, yeah. you know, he's good. He can play play the guitar.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he can play Space Oddity. Do, do you think he'll play... Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's his entrance music. He'll come out to yeah. that.
1: Um, I'll tell you what, I've watched... I'd pay to watch him fuck E.T. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what Chris Hadfield, the guy out of Babylon, too. Oh, everyone.
0: This month on Devil Times 5, we're looking at some of the best movies to come from the mind of Stephen King, including your top five.
1: Before we start, what is... I'm a big Stephen King fan. Like, I love Stephen King. He, I you know, started reading Stephen King when I was, like nine i guess and i've never read any other authors um i just stick with stephen king um and I, I think they're all great i think they're marvelous
3: but no he's insanely popular like the most uh successful horror author of all time i mean he's pretty synonymous with with horror fiction so you know far be it for me to come and trash him uh but, but i'm trying to figure out what it is about him and i think I think it's the language that he uses he's so folksy and like old-timey yeah. uh, and, and I think I came up with a weird analogy earlier on when I was uh, I was trying to think about this uh, and this might not make any sense to anyone except me and I might sound nuts uh, but you know like the <laughs> in the US they have convenience store chains and I think about the the names of the chains and I think like if a regular horror author is a 711 king
0: is a Piggly Wiggly <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cause, cause <laughs> that's, no, I know exactly what you mean Yeah, because that's the kind of language that
0: he uses At number 7 on our listeners poll it's David Cronenberg's The Dead Zone
1: The Dead Zone is like I think it's the closest to, to it feeling like a Stephen King novel like the characters feel like Stephen King characters the setting feels very Stephen King it does really feel like that man is psychic like you can sort of believe in psychic ability because the characters are so naturalistic the setting is so naturalistic and it's played so totally straight that you do find yourself sort of being sort of um, taken into it plus i mean what a great limp one of the best on-screen limps <laughs> there's ever been i mean the range of that limp is ex- i mean it's a three meter well, wide
3: limp that guy's got not, um, not so much christopher walken as christopher limpen Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
1: It's cold and hard and shiny all the way through. It's tonally perfect. The tone never shifts. There's never a, a bit where you go, oh God, like suddenly now it's become gross or oh, suddenly it's become funny or something like that. It's perfectly tonally <laughs> balanced all the way through. Yeah, it's never fun. <laughs> it's never (laughs) fun no absolutely not it's never and it has it has moments that I that do make me laugh um but it's mainly because it's mainly out of love for Christopher Walken because there's something so lovely about seeing hearing Christopher Walken going the ice is gonna break (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is Christopher of course it is! <laughs> He's such a creepy teacher as well. You know where he gives the little boy a hug? I'm like, don't do that, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> don't be hugging the boy whether the ice is going to break or not. <laughs> don't even go near him, Christopher, not with that limp. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Let's move on to number three in our listeners' poll. You dirty bird. It's Misery, 1990, Rob Reiner. Per a film that is mostly two people
3: in a room it doesn't need to have that kind of budget and that glass and that slickness Ooh. you know it would have been nicer if it had been grimy
0: yeah yeah i'd like to see a version where annie's like totally sex crazed and like she makes <laughs> makes him you know she sits on his face and makes him lick her out and all that kind of stuff yeah. <laughs> It'd be <much> better.
4: <laughs> <hell>.
3: <laughs> there's got there's got to be one already hasn't there if you if you google like jizzery that's got be <laughs> sense, really. right.
2: I was trying to think of a title. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> See, the weird thing about that, it being Stephen King, that sounds quite folksy, doesn't it? <laughs> like, oh, and on Monday, Grandma will take us to the old gizzerie. <laughs>
1: That old tumble-down jizzery. Uh, uh,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember when I saw that jizzery the first time I came here as a boy.
2: The jizzery on the edge of town.
1: Yeah. My pappy used to call those mm. things of the jizzery. <laughs> stop saying jizzery. <laughs> My pappy. we go down to the jizzery on a Sunday morning and, of course, in uh, in 1953, <laughs> a Sunday was called a Grugrunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh and then... And We hid Mama down a well. Oh, God.
0: This is Devil Times Five, Episode Nineteen. A nineteen on Elm Street, if you will. Best nightmares are a thing, aren't they? Is it because we're horror fans? I, I, when I have a nightmare, I'm like,
1: yeah, that was really good. Loved it. Yeah, I've had some um, some great ones. I can't think of the last time I had a nightmare. My sister used to have great ones about um, everybody turning into Skips Crisps. You know, Skips. <laughs> 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 That's not to a nightmare. The That's, That's the happen.
2: dream, surely. <laughs> well, it, it's a nightmare. that people
1: that you love are turning into crisps.
2: <laughs> well, are yes, so
1: tasty.
2: A, dub- a double-edged sword, I suppose. Do I eat them or do I? We just carry on as normal. That's. I yeah. think. <laughs> if, I think if
1: my family and loved ones turned into Skips crisps, I wouldn't consider eating them at all. I would um, be be genuinely genuinely upset <laughs> that I had no longer had a wife.
2: I think this is beyond our pay grade. I think this is this is therapy talk. We should.
1: Uh... Did any of you try and make your own Freddy glove when you were a teenager? Uh, no, no. No. Just moving on then.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you did you use
2: actual blades or was it like plastic
1: knives? Well, I, I I had it on VHS and though the you know the start of it is him making the glove in the little yeah. square. Um, so I would watch that and pause it, and then try and <laughs> recreate it. So I made and then like get your welding kit out. Well, yeah, it, it's it was an old gardening glove, and it had oh, like wow. a it had a metal plate here, and then the the finger parts were made of um, copper piping that I like filed down, Into and then like blade. the blades were made of... I found an old um, I found a, a road sign like a metal road sign. Wow. and like angle ground knives out of a metal road sign okay, so this wow. way it looked like a Freddy glove but that way still sort of said keep left on it <laughs> <laughs> but it was really it was really it was really fucking horrible and probably illegal i made a hellraiser box as well and then you know got a girlfriend yeah. but, like, <laughs> we should probably talk about the absolute fucking
0: dawn of werewolf movies next american werewolf in london
1: Mm. I I think this is the first horror film I ever saw it's either either this or Nightmare on Elm Street 2 but I think this is the first one I ever saw and I I do think it gets better every single time I watch it Mm. and it's one of the one of those films where if you just stumble across it you tend to watch till the end yeah mainly because what is it about like it's about 50 minutes long or something it's it's an incredibly short film It absolutely flies by. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It really does. Um, Because they're literally... They're on the moors, they're in the hospital, they're in London. That's the end. (laughs) Why is he going to
2: London?
1: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Americans... God bless them, because the, they've got a big country. I suppose you could be like in the woods in I don't know, like in Colorado or something, and get taken to the nearest big city. And I suppose they looked at the difference and they thought, you know, if you got if you got like hurt in Yorkshire, I mean, no, they, they wouldn't take you to Manchester. You <laughs> know I mean? They're not going to take it to Sheffield, in Barnsley.
2: Oh, yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> <it's like, laughs> like, yeah,
1: no. He'd he'd get in the ambulance in, in Leeds and they would take him down the M1 to London. That just seems like perfectly <laughs> natural. Um, and I like it he's in London as well and he goes, I'm I'm gonna go and check out what's happening at the Storted Lamb and then he just like he's in the pub and he gets a drink. That, look, that's a fucking seven hour drive he's just yeah, done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would yeah. be knackered. He'd be going he wouldn't be going a small cider will suffice a small Guinness will suffice. He'd be going, Have you got rooms? <laughs> Because I am shattered.
0: Um, <laughs> this month, our torture is to try and make sense of the convoluted franchise that is Saw. So Saw, a modern classic, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Yeah, game. <laughs> no bullshit. Terrible bullshit. I find the 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 I find the the old man Jigsaw. Old man Jigsaw. <laughs> old man Jigsaw.
2: jigsaw. Just <laughs> old daddy jiggy.
1: Down to the old jizzery.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah.
1: Very tedious old man, uh, with sort of ideas about the world. Oh, really? Am I not living my life well enough, Grandad? Thanks very much. What's that, Grandad? Thanks very much. Oh, am I driving too fast, Grandad? Yes, I probably am, Grandad. I should slow down. Oh, sorry, let's all be quiet. Grandad wants to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shit. Every time <laughs>
2: And the funds this guy has—he's richer than fucking Batman. Like, right. he's like—that's because like- he's really good at engineering. He's getting really good at engineering. He's so rich.
3: He's he, very rich. Yes. He probably, he probably takes their
1: wallets when he mm-hmm. gets them. But he needs. But he needs insurance money for healthcare. He's yeah. got more money than Walter White, and he needs, <laughs> but he needs to go cap in hand to some healthcare professional. No, he says he can afford to pay. And instead of principle. going to a different insurance company, he spends all that money on like millionaire traps for these people. Well, he hadn't at that point. He hadn't, he hadn't built any traps to, at that to, point. To, to had be he? fair, most of the
3: traps are built out of scrap metal and bits of they He I mean, did. Not.
2: It, he does say though that he can afford to pay. It's the principle with the insurance mm. one <laughs> yeah, which is
1: which is just what your grandad would say isn't it we could yeah we could we could we could help you out with the deposit but it's the principle of the thing you won't believe what we've cooked up in the cauldron for you on
0: devil times 5 this month as we enter the weird world of chinese black magic the history of these films goes back to about 1975 when black magic came out i think that probably introduced the whole idea of these sorcerers you know training up other other people to become black magicians or fight black magicians and um, um. all these spells actually black, black magic actually has a few like captions when each spell is introduced and then you see the recipe of how to make it <laughs> and there's there's a good bit where um one of the spells involved putting a load of rice up this up this girl's minge um, <laughs> to, to kind of warm it
1: up or something um, and the, the direction the only way to get through that sentence would, would have been not to use the word minge like, <laughs> like you could have got all the way through that and I'd have been okay but like no of all the words, you went for min. <laughs>
4: That's
1: telling. And,
4: um... what, what, what word would
2: you have used, Phil? What? Well, you could. Clench, you, I mean, I mean, it's
1: one of the. It's one of those things where there's there's a there's a, there's a myriad to choose from, isn't there? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure people is having
2: a <laughs> choice.
1: He saw he saw the smorgasbord on offer, and he went for minge. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Our
0: second feature then is called multi, uh, which translates as fetal magic and is better known as devil fetus.
2: Isn't there a bit where the auntie just goes, hey, why don't you just go and see Uncle Fuck? It'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Why don't we all go see Uncle Fuck? <laughs> Hey. kids come around come around you uncle fuck let me tell yeah. you the time I sicked up a lizard <laughs> and,
3: it, and it's a shame because it's frustrating because you want to show people all the good stuff you want to be like oh yeah watch this. <laughs> this is really cool but you can't really sit down and watch the whole movie in a group uh, not unless it's this group yeah, I, mean, um, I read an
1: article, get, get ready for this I read an article about it I don't think it's your one, because I read yours as well which is very good, but like, I, there was one that said it's like it's like, um, it's like a dream you can't tell anybody about yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, really seen that. Yeah. and it is it is like that, isn't it? It's a series of images that are really affecting and really sort of, they take you over but you don't want to go, oh my god, there's this is amazing bit where he wanks with a, no, not that bit oh, god. <laughs> so, That's like a 20 minute rape scene it's not, I mean, it's important to the plot except, I mean, it isn't really, but... <laughs> but I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of these. I thought they were all fantastic. I, I really thought they were wicked. Um, I will never ever watch them again. <laughs> uh, yeah, <I'm> really <laughs> Me and Cliff watched this together, and there was a bit where um, I think it's in the Boxer's Omen where they pull a sheet off a crocodile. Yeah. And I had this sort of thought. I was like, I've got no idea what's under that sheet. Like, it could be anything. I mean, literally it could be anything in the universe under that sheet. It could be a hole through to Prague, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's where they're going with it.
0: Some Phil Jarrett highlights from his first 13 appearances on Double Times Five there. Uh, He had to leave us after episode 25 due to his first bout of cancer, which he survived. But like any horror villain worth its salt, it would come back and get him in the sequel, though not before he recorded another nine brilliant episodes with us. And then last Halloween, Phil, Bryony, Emily, Luke and I wrote and performed a live show, Devil Times Five Rides Out, all about our love of horror movies. I'm going to leave you with the recording of Phil's brilliant set from that show, which will turn out to be the last ever live performance by a truly excellent stand-up. We will miss him loads. Let's have our final fifth devil up tonight. Uh, it is Phil Sheridan. <laughs> and
1: Hello everybody, you alright? Um, are you, uh, t- taking you come here because you're all horror fans, not just because it's warm, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's a genuine question. You are, you're a horror fan Wicked. Because, um, everybody else, so, so essentially you like this time of year, right? You're fans of, um... Halloween? You're the fans of Halloween, give us a cheer. Woo! <laughs> I prefer bonfire night, i got to be honest. Although bonfire night just seems to me to be a night specifically designed to make my dog have a shit in the living room. <laughs> So anybody else who came up here did uh, sort of really good, um, just sort of chatting, like quite natural stand-up, and um, uh, I've not really gone that way. What I've done is I've written a short lecture, is that all right? Yeah. yeah. Um, essentially, because fucking hell, man, I haven't done stand-up since March, because the world went fucking bananas. Um, so yes, you're all horror fans, so I think it's be good. Um, essentially, we're all like a horror film podcast now, and, and so we've all sort of grown. By the way, when was the first, do you remember the first time, how, how young you were when you first watched? Oh, yeah. Like in 12, 8 and the rest of it It looks like, um, I mean we look fine um, But um, <laughs> The rest of you Did you watch horror films from quite young? Yeah Oh wicked man, but, but you guys over there not so much I don't think I remember it was the Hammer
2: Horrors Because I used to, cause it used to be on the television Well that must be,
1: you must have watched them When you were what, minus 31 <laughs> <laughs> Hell, amazing um, uh, so yes, yeah, so I've written a, a short lecture that sort of deals with that. So this uh, lecture is entitled, Does watching horror films from a child uh, make you mean that you'll go mental and kill a lot of people? Right. <laughs> because that's the idea, isn't it? You know, that like, um, if you watch horror films, you're, for some reason it'll, like, it'll like, affect you and I don't believe it at all. And the reason I don't believe it is because of this book, The Look of Horror. Has anyone ever seen this book? This was my favourite book growing up, right? It's a book of um, horror films. Right? All of the sort of the greatest horror films of all time. Now, this book was uh, published in 1990, uh, and it was uh, given to me on Christmas by my mother. Now, it was book, uh, published in 1990, which means that when my mum gave me this book, I was nine. <laughs> but it was fine. It was the end of the 80s. Jimmy Savile was still on TV. Know. You know, we were used to monsters. Um, in this book, um, you, can, you can hear me, right? In this book, um, I I, I like to—I mean, ah, it's a fantastic book. Uh, But my, there was one page in here that I absolutely could not look at. You know, when you're a kid, there's like a a page in a book or something in a book you just can't look at. This is the one that really got me when I was nine. Nine! (laughs) I couldn't. I had to go past this. This is Reagan, obviously, from uh, The Exorcist. I couldn't look at this for years. Um, Not just because it was scary, uh, because I think really, if I look back and sort of psychoanalyse myself, it's because uh, I felt like I had a lot in common with Reagan, you know, as a child. Not least because for a short time during the 1980s, my mother also sucked cocks in hull. (laughs) But the reason I want to bring this book in is because... This book, even though it was being read by a nine-year-old, it it does have a little bit of... um, uh, You know, it knows that it's got some responsibility, so it has this passage uh, at the start. As horror films have become more explicit in their violence and brutality, some academics and industry observers have found cause for concern. (laughs) Do these nightmarish visions infect our minds? Do they create crime or offer a cleansing release? How far should we let these films go before they disrupt our children? <laughs> I think that especially during the 90s, there was this big idea that like if you watch lots of horror films, you would go mental and like, kill a lot of people. I don't uh, uh, really agree uh, with any of that, because always, we've always loved horror films, and I love... Um, like, I think, if I'm honest, the reason I love horror films, and I think maybe the reason you guys love horror films, is because they're not mainstream, right? It's like they still feel a little bit cultish, like a little bit different, a bit annoying. Like in Britain, I've noticed, if you just randomly shout, oh, Skyfall's just starting, you will be right 100% of the time. It's just a just a thing you can do because but but, I, but they'll never put a film like Necromantic on TV. <laughs> They're never going to do it, even if BBC Four are doing a season of films about fucking a corpse with a bedpost. <laughs> I, just, I love all of the great eras of horror as well. I, I love horror Hammer horror films. I love all of them. I love I like fifties and sixties horror films, which are about space monsters made out of vegetables or jelly. and like them. I like 70s horror films, which are about how basically kids are kind of pricks. Um, I really, really, I love 80s horror films, which are essentially about murdering women. Um, but then I really like 90s horror films, which are about murdering women. They're in a source of ironic way. <laughs> so it's all right, isn't it? Um, I even, I mean, begrudgingly quite like modern horror films. Uh, begrudgingly. Uh, modern horror films are essentially, they usually be three hours long. And uh, they're all filmed in sort of uh, tones of brown or grey, and they're about a lesbian couple or a mixed race couple who moved to a suspiciously cheap house in the woods. So I, like <laughs> I like all horror, really. I love uh, I'm really, uh, the whole spectrum, I love all horror films apart from Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that, that's, only because Hereditary, that's only really because Hereditary was such an awful, awful movie. How, how many times have you tried to watch it? I have attempted to watch Redditry three times.
4: <laughs>
1: First time I watched a Tree, I went, well, this is bollocks. And the world went, no, no, it isn't. No, it's not film. It's brilliant. So I went, OK, I'll watch it again. And it was bollocks. <laughs> and so I said, no, it is bollocks, though, isn't it? And the world went, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so I watched it a third time. And I realized that um, you've all gone fucking mad. <laughs> Uh, I've never really understood this argument that watching horror films can be bad for you. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. How could, like, two minutes on a film have more of an effect than the whole of your life around you? It makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, sure, there is a time and a place for horror films. You know, I, it, it, I understand that it would be inappropriate to show Cannibal Holocaust at a time to this birthday party. You know, I understand that. Just like I wouldn't screen Snow White before any of my secret underground cocaine dwarf orgies. <laughs> It even is a horror film! It makes no sense! No one knows what I'm fucking... Brian thinks Jurassic Park is a horror film! It's got scary bits, though, its well! Cool. it's not! Jurassic Park, is, Jurassic Park is a cautionary tale about how important it is to have a good HR department. If <laughs> you think about Jurassic Park, that whole film is averted if Nedry has just some middleman between him and Hammond. That's all he wants! He wants to talk to a nice woman about paying conditions. That's why he let the fucking dinosaurs out! They banned Child's Play 3 in the 90s, I was ooh, the band. Have you seen Child's Play 3? I mean, it's the least, it's about as scary as rice, Child's Play 3 It is the least scary, but I tell you what I still have fucking nightmares about water fucking down Dogs are
2: dangerous!
1: Worship Down is the most terrifying film that's ever been made, right? And no one ever talks about banning it. Do you know what I mean? Um, There are loads of films like that that are supposed to be fun but are just fucking traumatising. Like, The Wizard of Oz is supposed to be fun. It is terrifying. And not only is it terrifying, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, The Wizard of Oz. I'll tell you why it doesn't make any sense. Because the Tin Man asks for a heart The lion asks for courage, and the scarecrow asks for a brain, when there is not a working penis between the three of them.
2: How do you know?
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) 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 Where are we in the lecture? Some people think Hereditary was a horror film. (laughs) But it wasn't really. It was just a bad film. Um, people, what I've found about hereditary is people tend to call it a psychological thriller have you heard of this thing? like people who don't like horror, they go, oh, I didn't, think
2: it, was a horror, I didn't really think it was a horror film I didn't think it was a psychological thriller uh-huh. <laughs> Do you
1: think one? A psychological thriller essentially means it's going to be shit that's what that phrase means it's like the phrase continental breakfast or like five star guardian review it means it's going to be shit there's a lot in here about how shit hereditary is People who don't like horror, I have noticed, uh, get very puritanical about it, which I've never understood. Um, they sort of they, they, they dislike it on a moral level. i never really got that. Like for a long time, um, I'm telling the story. For a long time during the 1990s, I used to buy pornography off a friend of mine called Douglas Lincoln. And um, if you're, if you're quite I'm 42, and and during the sort of early 90s when I was in school, there was lots of these sort of porn entrepreneurs, like young guys with an older brother and and more hairy legs than a 13-year-old ought to have, and with a bag full of porn, and they would sell it in school, right? But Doug, he used to sell porn, but he also used to sell horror magazines, right, at the same time. So you could get, like, for two quid or something, you could get, like, a copy of Fangoria tucked into the pages of a Mayfair. It was fucking awesome. (laughs) And then his mum found out that um, he was selling these magazines, and she made him ritually burn them in the garden. They had like this weird Catholic ceremony where they burned all the magazines, but she let him keep the porn. (laughs) It's genuinely true. She was more fucked off with the Fangoria than she was the porn. And that's because, I think, I've thought about this a lot, and that's because horror films are moral films. They're madly moral, if you really look at them. Right? Like, fucking, and, and they're, they're very moralistic about sex. Like, if you look at like, the Halloween franchise, the Halloween franchise is about the fact that sex is bad, isn't it? Fries like, the 13th is about how sex is bad. Uh, uh, and Hellraiser is about how sex is complicated. It's complicated in <laughs> Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, when The Exorcist came out in the 70s, Uh, a lot of people got very scared because they thought that the exorcist would uh, make people start worshipping the devil all the sort of moral police they all thought they would make people start worshipping the devil Uh, and that's not not what happened what actually happened um, and this is true is because the exorcist uh, portrayed priests as these sort of almost superhuman super beings who were never questioned and they were massive sort of pillars of the community it actually made loads of people join the priesthood in like the late 70s when, you know, if exes hadn't come out, all of those people would have stayed as scout leaders. <laughs> 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 that's a joke about paedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is people There's this weird idea that horror films are about for your mental health, and I don't think that's true. I think they're good for your mental health. And they don't turn people into psychopaths, and we know this because of psychopaths, right? Jeffrey Dahmer, do you guys know what Jeffrey Dahmer's favourite... First of all, do you know who Jeffrey Dahmer was? Yeah. Do you know what his favourite film was? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Genuinely, Dahmer's favourite film. Not, not even fucking Empire. No, Dahmer <laughs> had the one with the fucking teddy bears. Right? That's what he liked. Imagine, he killed 16 people. Imagine how many people that man would have killed if he'd seen The Phantom Menace. Alright, <laughs> right, fair enough. If you look it up, Dahmer did also like Exorcist 3. <laughs> he was a big fan of that. Um, but even Jeffrey Dahmer didn't like the Exorcist 2, the heretic. because I mean, he might have been a cannibalistic, psychosexual sadist, but he wasn't mad. <laughs> Does... Watching horror make you violent? Well, my mum obviously didn't think so. Um, my mum let me watch horror uh, from a very, very young you know. age. Uh, one of my uh, uh, first memories <laughs> is of uh, the film uh, *Hellbound: Hellraiser 2. Has anyone seen this film? Yeah. Yes, yeah. kind of, um, kind of sex monsters in space kind of thing. Um, they're not in space. They're not in space. till four are they? I suppose nice. three. No, they're no. in space. All 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 four. They're in space. Uh, this. They're in a sort of psychotic. Doesn't fucking matter, Phil. Um, <laughs> wanted to see Hellbound. I think I must have been about 12. And so I took my mum to the video shop and got the video that I wanted and gave it to her. And my mum was incapable of lying. So when she took it up to the desk to show the woman, uh, the woman saw me loitering and she went, is this for him? And I went, yeah, yeah, it's for him, yeah. (laughs) And she called me over and she went, is this for you? And I went, yeah. And she went, have you seen the first Hellraiser? And I went, yeah. And she went, oh, cool. You won't understand this one if you (laughs) <laughs> no one gave a fuck in the 90s and we're fine look at the world, it's fine <laughs> um, see I think the reason my mum let me watch uh, horror films is because she knew that watching horror films can give you valuable life lessons um, she showed me Poltergeist for example uh, to teach me that too much TV is bad for your eyes You know, also it can give you intestinal stenosis you don't get that joke do you? <laughs> Don't Google it. You know the little girl from I Okay, Google that. <laughs> she showed me the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to teach me not to wander into strangers' houses just because I'm white, middle-class, entitled piece of shit and I fancy going swimming. <laughs> <laughs> she showed me the Friday the 13th series to show me the value of TripAdvisor because it's been 30 years, somebody must have heard something about Camp Crystal Lake by now. <laughs> Uh, horror films uh, have always been the, uh, the most didactically highbrow, I think. Uh, the Wicker Man introduces us to films of cultural relativism. Uh, Get Out introduces us to uh, critical race theory. Uh, the Cabin in the Woods can tell you about postmodernism, and uh, Hereditary can teach us how to deal with disappointment because <laughs> it was a terrible, terrible movie. Now, I think what I'm trying to say is we've all watched horror films from when we were very, very little and I don't think it does you any harm. I think it does you an awful lot of good. You learn an awful lot about the world and it doesn't turn you into a psychopath. It absolutely doesn't. I'm 44 years old and I've killed like three people. And one of those was a hit and run. I don't even count it. I don't even fucking count it. So go out there and watch the most disgusting things you can possibly... Show your kids them as well. Show them really young. As young as you can, find the most disgusting thing and show it to them, because they'll turn out fine. The world's going to end anyway, and it's not my fault. Um, So if you've learned anything, if you've not learned anything from this lecture, then, I mean, really, this has been a titanic waste of time. Um, But I think what I wanted to get across, and I hope I've done that is that the main point, really, that I'm trying to get to is that Hereditary really was <laughs> a really shit piece of film. It was just terrible. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, I've loved this. Thanks very much for having me let me be a part of it. I'm sorry to have to go. Cool. Well, I, miss you, really I miss you, I miss you, <laughs> too. Mm.